Welcome to the CX Chronicles podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we are going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX and customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. I'm super excited for today's show as we welcome Alan Beers, Director of Customer Success at Greenhouse Software in New York City. Alan leads up the team of customer success reps at Greenhouse. Greenhouse is a recruiting optimization platform to help companies build and scale their recruiting processes. Having raised over $110 million to build the world's finest applicant tracking system, Greenhouse is a leading player in helping companies who are growing, looking to expand their talent pools, and looking for every possible way that they can gain a competitive advantage through hiring. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited to welcome Alan Beers to the CX Chronicles podcast. Freshdesk, everything you need to redefine your customer support. Keep track of conversations, resolve your customer issues, support your customer across all channels, and increase your team's productivity. Check out Freshdesk at freshdesk.com today. All right. How's everybody doing today? Thanks so much for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. Super excited for today's show, guys. We have we have Alan Beers joining us from Greenhouse. Alan, welcome to the CX Chronicles podcast. Hey, Adrian. How are you? Very good, sir. Very good. It is a nice, uh, nice cold winter day in Buffalo, but it's Friday, so I'm, I'm pumped to pumped to it's the end of the week, but even more excited that we had the opportunity to chat today. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm sitting here in my basement with the heat cranked up. Excellent. That's the best way to. That's the best way to do it in the winter, man. <laughs> um, so, Alan, I'd love for you to take five minutes to um, just, just, just tell your story. Tell the CEX Nation about how you got started in your customer experience journey and sort of where you got to uh, where you are today. Yeah, definitely. So, in 2012, um, I was actually doing recruiting, and I didn't quite know um, what my next move should be and, and got approached by LinkedIn to be a part of their customer success team at that point um, and was lucky enough to, to get the job. I don't know if we have time, I can tell you an interesting side story about that day. Um, but uh, back in, in 2012, like modern CS as we think of it today was a pretty new concept and, and most companies were in like the nascent stage of, of building their customer success strategy. So when I got there, Playbooks were just starting to be developed, and, and being a CSM was a pretty blank canvas. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of the the purpose of the role. Um, so I think you know working through that ambiguity and kind of finding purpose for my new position was was kind of the genesis for what I'm passionate about today, um, and what I'm kind of doing at Greenhouse, which is building customer success teams and, and operationalizing departments. That's awesome. That's a great point in terms of, you know, for some of the folks that are listening that have been in the space for, for years now, you're absolutely right, Alan. Like, even five years ago, you talk about customer experience or customer success. 
it was new, right? It was new. It was a new space. It was a new place. There was still a lot of uh, learning and findings happening. Different companies were trying to figure out how to sort of put their own their own twist or their own touch on it. Um, yeah. it it's amazing how far we've come in such a short period of time, right? No, no, absolutely. And I think like even even today, there's yeah. I kind of mentioned that that modern twist on on customer success. There's still a lot of companies that call what they do customer success. But really, when you dig into it, it it's just good old fashioned account management. 100%, um, yeah. And I, I really think that there's a difference. And, and there's a, a time and place for, for both of those roles, of course. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So okay, you spent some time at LinkedIn, you must have seen and experienced a ton of awesome things when you were um, at the company there. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I got to, to steal a lot of it and, and bring it to greenhouse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was it was really interesting at the time, you know, starting off in SMB and learning all about scale, uh, how you have a book of 500, 600 customers, um, how you sort of pick the, the ones that you want to work with proactively that are going to be strategic um, partners and those that you're going to, to scale solutions to. Um, and then I kind of moved my way in, into mid-market and finally enterprise. Um where we were building out this big global machine of, of, you know, how do you drive consistency, uh, from wherever that global company is headquartered through all the rest of the regions in EMEA and APAC. Um, so it was a real eye opening experience to, to, to kind of go through that entire journey of SMB to mid market to, to enterprise, um, and then get to jump into a team lead role before I left and, and teach other people about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so, so moving into, um, greenhouse, Give the CX Nation uh, the quick rundown of what Greenhouse is, what you guys do, and how you help all these awesome companies across across the world today. Yeah, definitely. So Greenhouse is, is a talent acquisition suite. Um, started off as an applicant tracking system. Um, back when there was a big kind of homogenous group of, of 100 plus ATSs out there, um, a lot of them bad, some of them really good. Um, but all kind of built around compliance, you know, built yep. for IT teams. Um, and what Greenhouse did is they came along with a really great UI UX um, with a new concept that a great applicant tracking system can create, um, you know, a better candidate and hiring experience. It can stoke uh, collaboration between the the talent acquisition team and the interviewers, the hiring managers. Yep. Um, and that's kind of what the whole business was built on that, that concept. Um, and then it's snowballed ever since, um, you know, moving from working primarily with, with a lot of SMB customers, um, to mid market. And now most recently catapulting into the enterprise space, um, which is really kind of pushing us as, as a product and, and a company. That's, um, and we that's, all, that's great. Yeah. And, and we have, um, you know, we went from one product to, to like four plus at this point in time. Um, and you know, most of which just in the span of the last couple of years. So, um, it's been, it's been rapid growth and it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. You know, Alan, um, I, I don't know if you, if you, if you knew this, but we had one of your former uh, coworkers, Julia Loud on the show a couple months back. She spent some time at Greenhouse as well. And I, I saw I, that. Yeah, I, I mentioned this on that show, but I want to mention it again. Uh, to our listeners, I, I, I've also used Greenhouse at a number of the past companies that I've helped build in New York City. And uh, just an incredible tool when you're getting ready to grow and you know you're going to bring a ton of people on 
and you got to keep you got to keep your internal audience engaged in terms of being able to share information about what they thought about applicants, how they sort of ranked and quantified, uh, you know, what, what what their perception was of how they contribute to the team. It was an incredible tool. So so for folks out there that are listening that you know are are, are getting ready to grow, looking for an ATS, looking for a way to to really kind of help uh, smooth what, what what sometimes can feel very painful when you're going through a growth spurt in terms of hiring and going through all the interviews and the rigmarole. Greenhouse is an awesome tool that can really help to organize and, and, and consolidate the way that you sort of look at what your talent pipeline looks like. So awesome stuff. So yeah, and we we didn't pay you to say that. I, they didn't. They didn't. Even <laughs> pay, they did not even pay me to say that. <laughs> so so you know one of the so one of the ideas that Al and I have been talking about for a while leading up to the show, guys, is um, it's this notion of. Um, you know, each each episode, we spend a ton of time talking about the four CX pillars, team, tools, process, and feedback. Um, but we wanted to do something different for this show. And Alan came up with an awesome idea, which is, Adrian, let's, let's talk about uh, what really goes in to building out a customer experience and a customer service team. So, Alan, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you, but I'd love for you to share some of your insights and your experience and just the knowledge that you've gained and accrued uh, at, at, at Greenhouse and some of your past companies. Yeah, definitely. I, I can kind of tell you a little bit about what Greenhouse looked like when I first got there and then and then maybe jump a little bit into overall, you know, philosophy and, and the steps to building it out. But That'd be perfect. Um, you know, when, when I first got there as as a team manager, our director of customer success at that time, Gene Walters, she did an incredible job at building, you know, basically one of the tightest implementation processes that that I've ever seen. Um and as with most startups, you know, CS was a skeleton crew yep. um, at that time, and, and Greenhouse was bringing on a ton of new customers at a rapid pace. So there really wasn't a lot of time and opportunity to explore post-implementation and ongoing success as much. Okay. Um, you know, kind of what we think of as like a full-service um, customer success team. So myself, Gene, who's you know now the director of, of CS Ops at Greenhouse. Okay. Um, Dave Rodriguez, my counterpart in, in San Francisco, you know, figuratively locked ourselves in a room for nearly a year um, <laughs> and created the foundation for greenhouse customer success. Awesome. Um, and we've kind of been building on on top of that ever since. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of zooming out of, of greenhouse a little bit, um, I think my philosophy overall, like the evolution of, of SaaS customer success in general, is that you typically start off as a support team, right? Yep. So um, most of what you're dealing with is inbound. It feels very help desky. Yep. Um, but through all those really hard questions and challenges that customers are throwing at you, you really kind of become adept at understanding the product. Yeah. Um, so it's a great learning opportunity for those early individuals that are there. Um, and it's rapid. And there's just a ton being piled on. Um, and usually at that, at that phase, the product is new, right? So not everything is working perfectly. Absolutely. And then like in that middle phase, you become an expert in the product um, and are able to make the customer more successful at whatever it is they do through passing along your proficiency in features and functionality. Yep. So while it's starting to get a little bit deeper, um, it's still kind of surface, surface level. Um, Lastly, which I think is the hardest phase and, and I guess kind of the great filter of, of the CS world um, is, is becoming a subject matter expert in whatever your product solves. So in our world at Greenhouse, that kind of translated into being a great support arm and implementation arm to start, 
to becoming product consultants, really being able to dig in with customers, figuring out what their problems were, their workflows, or what they wanted to do, um, and helping to make that happen through the product pretty exclusively. Um, and now in the, the final phase that we're entering, um, and we haven't quite gotten there yet, but we're getting close, is like helping recruiting teams and hiring managers become great at talent acquisition. Yeah. Um, and the great part is you take along all those learnings from, from those phases, um, and the department starts to become an amalgamation of each one of those transitions that you've made. So now you're great at support, you're great at implementation, uh, you know everything about the product and its workarounds, you can break the product and, and make it new. Um, and you start to know as much as your customers about whatever function it is that they handle. Um, and I think that's really when a customer success team reaches um, a level of maturity that gets interesting. I, I, that's awesome points all around there. I think you just made me think of a couple big things. So number one, um, when you're early on in the phase of building a business, and, and regardless of what your product or what your service is, you're 100% right, Alan. You, you don't you don't necessarily you are not the expert yet, right? It takes a it takes a, a number of transactions and interactions. Uh, it takes you working with a number of different customers to actually assess out what exactly it is that you're seeing the bulk of the users really want and really demand from the product or the service. And then you're right as you move into these different phases, you slowly get a little bit better and a little bit more uh, in sync with how you really need to to optimize things to be able to provide the best possible product and service. Question that I have for you, um, you, you, when you talked about that last phase, right, where you got to the point of where you had all these specific layers and you, you had people geared towards uh, their own, their own uh, lanes, if you will, of focus, how, can you talk a little bit about sort of, how did you guys figure out that you needed an implementation specialist. That you needed, uh, say, 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 uh, you know, uh, an ongoing support specialist. How did that happen? Did it happen organically? Or were you guys planning and, and thinking about it all along the way? I I wish I could say um, that we had, you know, the the foresight to think about all of those things. We we didn't. Um, you know, you you kind of build it along the way, and and you have to make pivots as as you're moving along, like. I guess behind all that strategy and, and DNA building that I talked about is like really hard, complicated operations work. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a lot less inspiring to talk about than all the theory. But like if you boil it down, segmentation of customers and, and doing it early, um, defining an optimal success journey for customers in each of those segments and staffing the team with appropriate roles um, so that you can action on what you created. And then, like, eventually you can start doing cool things like creating sub-tiers within each one of those segments, uh, verticalizing, et cetera. But, but no, it's, it's not like we said in the beginning, we know that we're going to need an implementation specialist. We know that we're going to need um, a greenhouse inclusion subject matter expert. Um, you, you start to build those, uh, those additional roles once the core roles start to break, right? So, so we saw our customer success team um, – that was taking on so much work, they, 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 you know, they couldn't act on the vision that we had for the department. Yeah. Right. Um, they could at the beginning, but then you add more products and customers become more complicated and they become larger. You add new features. It's a lot for one role to keep up with. Um, and I think as you start to look at those responsibilities, you sort of break them away from the core CSM role and you figure out how can we uh, surround those people with specialists that are going to help. Yep. No, that makes that makes great sense, and especially when you're 
you know, at the level of greenhouse and you have a ton of different customers that you're working with, um, you really do need to be set up and structured in a way where you've got all this stuff totally lined up and ready to roll. Um, with that being said, I'd love to kind of pick your brain and put you on the spot a little bit here. But when it comes to sort of building out a CX and a CS team for some of these brand new startups, right? A lot of the people that are listening to the show, they're, they're startup founders, startup executives that have a smaller business. What would your advice be? If you, if you could just give one like one key piece of advice to building out a CX or a CS team to those folks that that that, that aren't at that larger level yet, what would it be, Alan? Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I think you have to kind of understand what it is that your your customers want first and foremost. So I think a lot of times, you know, generically, it's it's okay. We need account managers. We need to drive upsell. We need to drive renewal. Let's put a, a customer success team in place so they can manage accounts and do that. Yep. But beneath that is a lot of strategy that needs to happen. Um, and I think it's quite unique to different companies, not only in SaaS, but, but in other verticals. Um, so I think really kind of diving in, figuring it out, figuring out like what is going to make your customers most successful um, and then distilling that into some core responsibilities and creating your CSM role around that. So for some companies, it might be more support. For some companies, it might be super heavy on implementation. Uh, for other companies, it might be really heavy on, on strategy and consulting. It, yep. it just depends on, on what you're, you're looking to do. But I think more tactically, like if I could go back to the beginning days of Greenhouse, um, I would have segmented way, way earlier. Um, you know, Figure out what are your SMB, your mid-market, your, your enterprise-level customers – what are the differences? What are the playbooks that are going to govern those those different segments of, of customer um, and put them into place before you start acquiring massive amounts of them? Because we yeah. kind of had to go back in retrospect and slot them in um, to those different segments and playbooks, yep. um, which which you know obviously causes uh, a lot more challenge than if you do it early on. One hundred percent. And you know what? So I, I like that piece of advice a lot, and I think that it leads for an excellent um, uh, an excellent segue into this notion of customer segmentation. Right? Um, you're absolutely right, Alan. If, if if you can, even if it's not right, right? Even if it's V one customer segmentation and you're a small startup and you you don't really know yet, right? You haven't put together a massive portfolio of customers. Starting with a with a basic understanding, a V1 concept of what your different customer slots or customer segments are, it can make such a difference to to to, to number one, better serving those folks, but number two, to setting the team up for scale, setting the team up for growth, setting the team up for future success. So um, can you talk with us a little bit about sort of at Greenhouse, so you mentioned a few a, a few different customer segments right there, but give us the high level in terms of sort of um, how you guys think about customer segmentation and sort of what some of the uh, the main focus areas tend to be inside of your customer portfolio around customer segmentation. Yeah, sure. Um, so Greenhouse is is a bit unique in that um, you know a lot of of SaaS companies have a uh, have a revenue model that's centered around seats. Okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, you buy five seats, um, they're, they're 10 bucks a piece. Um, you know, you, you have a 50 ARR. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so yep. that, that's not how green greenhouse works. Essentially. Um, if, if a company buys greenhouse, uh, if they're a thousand heads, they've essentially bought a thousand, um, greenhouse licenses, right? It's one license that governs the entirety of, of, of that company, that okay. customer. Um, so for us, um, it's pretty easy to 
use that as a proxy for the size of company, uh, the difficulty of implementation, the types of resources that they're likely going to have as a 50 person company versus a 500 versus a 20,000 person company. Um, so we sort of took that model backed it into ARR as well. Um, and then built our segments around those concepts. So basically customers that are, you know, small in nature, uh, you know, a hundred or less customers, they fit into our SMB category. A lot of it is is scale. Um, customers that are between a hundred and a thousand are mid market and a thousand plus fit into our enterprise category. And then we have sub tiers, um, in each one of those worlds, uh, that, that govern, you know, different types of, of customers that fit in the segment. Got it. Okay. So I love that. And I think that that is, so, so that makes perfect sense, right? You're breaking uh, the customer portfolio into its unique uh, layout based on size, based on value, probably also based on what their needs are, right? So an SMB's got a different set of needs than an enterprise client, right? You got it's literally you're giving giving them a different type of offering at that point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that. Uh, a small company that might be 10 or, or 20 individuals uh, that's purchasing their first applicant tracking system, yep. um, really what they want is they want a database, um, they want a tool through which they can have a great hiring and, and candidate experience, um, and it's pretty seamless to, to set up. You know, there's, there's not a lot of permissions workflows that they have to think through. Um, there's not a lot of data, data governance that, that they have to worry about. Um, it's, it's kind of just like, you know, we're starting out, we want to do some really great hiring. This tool facilitates that. Let's get it turned on. Yep. Um, you know, in in a lot of cases. And then as you move up to mid market and and of course enterprise, things get um, much more complex. Um, so you know, the offering that that we have to put out is is you know vastly different in in terms of each one of those segments. That makes sense. That makes really good sense. And I, I guess you know just to add on to that, Alan. Right. So for. When you're thinking about customer segmentation, you're thinking about some of the easy ways that you can set your business up for success, right? It's it, it's okay to break these folks down into their different tranches, and more importantly, it's okay to understand that you know sometimes you you will have different um, service level expectations, right, and and and, and service abilities based on what customer segment you fall into. So um, I'd love to ask you a question around, so one of the four CX pillars tools, how do you guys kind of use tools to help with understanding with all the customers you got on, how you sort of lay these, lay these folks into their appropriate customer segments? Yeah. um, So greenhouse as a whole uses Salesforce, um, and that's sort of where the, the data flow starts. Okay. And then for us in CS, it ends up in a tool called Tatango, which I'm sure you're familiar with, yep. um, you know, one of, of Gainsight's um, competitors. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool, and it's actually really great for segmentation. Um, so basically everything flows into uh, that tool. The customer success managers log in. They have all their accounts in front of them. They can create sub-segments. Um, they can create success plays around those segments to say, um, you know, if there's a renewal coming up within the next six months, uh, send me a reminder three months out to have, uh, you know, our final, um, quarterly business review. So there's, there's a lot of things that we had in written playbooks, um, back from those early days that I was describing, um, you know, earlier in the call, uh, that we've now just moved out of like a deck 
and into success plays within Tatango. That's awesome. So as uh, folks are working inside of Salesforce and as things are, are happening, this pops up in an automated fashion. Is that, is, that, is that kind of what you're saying? Or is it more while they're working in their, in their given workflow, they use Tatango to basically help tee up some of the playbook items that would be helpful for those conversations with customers? Yeah, there's there's both. So there are um, so they're they're basically called flows, but like they're they're success flows, success plays um, within Tatango that uh, that we created sort of at the the management level okay. um, that says if X happens, customer success manager should do this thing. Yep. Um, and there's a handful of those you know standardized stuff. Then the customer success managers also have access to create their own. Okay. Um, so, you know, you might have individuals in SMB and mid-market uh, that uh, will say, if X happens, send out this campaign or this email to my customer. Awesome. Um, or if X happens, uh, we should have a strategic conversation. Yep. Or there might be a churn risk here, whatever it may be. Um, so there's a lot that sort of governs their day when they log in um, and, and they can understand you know, all the attributes about their accounts, what's coming up next and, and how they should be servicing them. That's huge. I mean, that visibility is huge. It makes it so, so much um, more manageable to keep an eye on all the things that are happening in a given customer portfolio. Uh, you just mentioned churn and I can't help myself. I, I want to I ask about that. What, yeah. what were some of those churn indicators? Just out of curiosity, help, help the CX Nation understand like from your experience at Greenhouse working with those customers, what are some of the big churn indicators that you guys have identified and, 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 and dive a little bit deeper into what you guys do in order to mitigate churn and make sure that you're uh, retaining customers at all costs? Yeah, so there's, I think, some pretty standard ones that would make sense across most of SaaS. Like, they're not logging in, yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Like they're, they're actually, yep. literally nobody's using the, the product, which, which is pretty rare in our world. Um, Another one for, for us that's more obvious is they're not doing any hiring. Okay. Right? So if you see their number of hires just fall off a cliff, yep. that's, it's a pretty bad sign that either they've stopped using the tool even though they're logging in, like they're not using it strategically for some reason anymore, um, or the company's doing poorly, right? Like they, they, they're not hiring any new people and, and they're doing layoffs, yep. in which case the need for an applicant tracking system um, – is, is a lot less, right, than, than a company who's, who's going to be doing hiring. Yep. Um, so those are the obvious ones. I think not to get too weedsy, but, but if you go a little bit deeper, um, ways in which uh, people have configured Greenhouse and, and how they're utilizing it um, can, see, uh, can basically point to whether they're getting the maximum amount of value out of the tool um, or, or not. Right. So if they're not using things like interview kits, um, if they haven't set up scorecards or their hiring managers aren't filling those scorecards out when they do interviewers, whatever it may be, they're not filling out uh, their scorecards on time. Um, there's a lot of things that you can dig into that say, oh, they're just using Greenhouse as like insert generic applicant tracking system. Yeah. They're, they're not utilizing all of the things that actually make the tool and the product great. Um and at that point in time, you can kind of figure out that they could be on, on the road to churn. Um, those are easier to deal with, obviously, because we can detect them early and we can get ahead of it um, and go talk to the customer about the, the value of those features and that functionality and, and kind of remind them why they, they bought the tool in the first place. That's, that's huge. And we talk about 
proactive management of your customer base, right? Like if you can see these things uh, and you can see the lack of engagement, you can see the underutilization of the actual tool, and then you can reach out proactively and say, hey, Mr. Customer, I saw that, you know, do you realize this feature here that we, that we, that we have? Do you realize how you could be using it? That's huge. I mean, it gives you such a, such a big value add, right, as a provider. But then second of all, from a customer experience perspective, that customer feels loved, man. You're right? You get a phone call like that from, from Alan or one of his teammates saying, hey, check, check this part of the tool out, check that part. Of it. That's like, wow, they, they actually, they care. They care and they want me to utilize this tool and they want me to use it for the long haul. So that's super, yeah. super valuable. Um, well, and I think I would say just one more thing is like, it, it harkens back to that third phase of, of customer success evolution that we were talking about earlier. Um, and that's the nice thing about greenhouse is the product really plays into, uh, making recruiters and hiring managers and interviewers better at their job. Yeah. Um, like if they're not using those core features, it's a great opportunity for us to go in and ask the question why yep. go on site, really dig in, do interviews with people, figure out like what is your hiring process and what do you want it to be? going on Glassdoor and figuring out like, what are candidates saying about your interview process? Um, Taking all of those things proactively to a customer and helping them through that phase uh, and making them a better company at hiring. um, That's really what it's all about for us at the end of the day. Like that's that third phase that I was describing. That makes perfect sense to me. You you just made me think of uh, another point that I wanted to ask you about too, which was customer feedback, right? So you, you've already given us several examples, but I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper in terms of like, what, what are some of the easiest ways that you are collecting customer feedback at Greenhouse today? Yeah. So we have our, our NPS survey that we send out. Um, marketing does a ton around customer research. Um, and we actually have a, a customer research team. Um, so you know, basically UI UX research and, and, uh, feature functionality research, uh, they'll reach out to customers, bring them in for panel sessions, ask questions, let them try out new things. We do a lot of beta programs as well. Um, so we let customers beta test new products or features. Um, that's one way in enterprise on my team specifically, we send out a more robust version of the NPS survey that asks a lot of specific questions like, are you going to renew or like, you know, if, if you, if you had to choose today, would you renew? And it's a pretty point blank question to ask. And like, it's scary to get that response back, but then at least, you know, um, and you can kind of tune your, your approach with that customer and, and figure out why they, they might not be, or you can say, yeah, like obviously we're on track. If they would renew today, this is great. Let's keep doing what we're doing with them. Um, so I've, I've found that the more specific survey that we, we send out in enterprise has been really helpful. Uh, and my counterparts in, in mid-market and SMB are thinking about uh, adopting a kind of a more robust survey as well. I, I love that. I also think that you're spot on with the, the direct candor, right? It's, it's sometimes one of the best things you can do either via survey or customer phone call or you know best case customer stop in, hey, customer, how, how are we doing? Do you, do you continue to plan on using us? What can we do better? That's one of the easiest ways of getting cust, uh, customer feedback around your business and your, and, and, and your product and your service offering. I think that that makes perfect sense. And the other thing too is you're right, Alan. Sometimes you might not get a response that you want to hear, but number one, you know about it, right? So you're aware. Number two, you can immediately begin to 
course correct and try to figure out if there is a way that you could retain or save that customer. And then number three, even if it falls apart and that's that's what it is, they're going to move on, you learn from it, right? You learn from it and you figure out how you can use those findings with the rest of your customer portfolio in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes it feels comfortable and okay to, to be in the dark, but yeah. you're not you're not helping anyone at that point in time, right? And you're not helping your, your team out. Um, so you, you might as well get it over with, understand how the customer really feels about the situation, um, and then be able to either keep doing what you're doing or, or pivot, um, you know, appropriately. Yep. No, that's awesome. I mean, so much, so much good, uh, valuable um, suggestions and ideas here, Alan. Super, super helpful. Um, in terms of, um, I want to make sure that I give you an opportunity to, to, to highlight anything that, that you want to share with the CX Nation, is there anything uh, that you or, or or Greenhouse in terms of updates or highlights that you want to share with the audience? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love it uh, if if the audience checked out our CS blog. Um, so I kind of want to plug that for uh, for all the great people who are writing um, articles. Some of which are about Greenhouse, some of which are about customer success best practices. Um, so if you just Google. Uh, you know, greenhouse customer success blog, it'll pop up on medium. Um, and you can check that out. Um, and like I mentioned as well, uh, for those out there that are, that are using greenhouse or familiar with the company, um, you know, we don't do a whole ton of like aggressive marketing and we have a lot more products at this point in time. So I'll, I'll probably use this as an opportunity. I mean, we have greenhouse onboarding, we have greenhouse inclusion, CRM events. We've kind of really moved away from just being an applicant tracking system um, and moved into being an overall talent acquisition suite that helps out a lot of different teams, like not just recruiters. Um, so definitely check that out if, if you're, you're interested. That's, that's awesome. And, and, and I think, um, there's just so much to learn from from everything that you guys have been doing. More importantly, the customer portfolio that you guys have built, you know, over the years. Uh, so, so tons of good content there. Alan, where can people in the CX Nation get in touch with you if there's any follow up questions or ideas, or if they want to learn more about uh, Greenhouse or joining your team? Where can people reach you? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn. It's probably the the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm still on all the time. Um, so shoot me a note, shoot me an email, definitely happy to have a conversation and, uh, and hang out and I'm in New York every day so we can get coffee. Nice. Well, <laughs> look, Alan, this was, this was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the CX Chronicles podcast. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story and, 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 and sharing so much about all the awesome things that you guys are working on over at Greenhouse. This has been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks, Adrian. I, I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity. It's been great. 100%. You keep in touch with us, and uh, and we're going to be looking forward to speaking with you again in the future. All right. Talk soon. Have a good one, Niall. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles. Be sure to subscribe, save, and share with all of your fellow CXers. And until next time, make happiness a habit, CX Chronicles Nation. Check us out at cxchronicles.com.